Adam, what colour was your arrow in game week five? Well, I'll, I'll get this correct now. Yeah. I did previously say it was red, <laughs> but it was in fact green. So I didn't factor in the uh, Pereira bench points. So yeah, I, I think it was the usual. Uh, I mean, it's fairly highly owned players doing the business for me this week, which is why I'm quite not downbeat, but disappointed in a way because all my differentials didn't come in. So points for Jesus, Harlan captain, Salah, Martinelli, um, Andreas and Cancelo. So I think that the Harlem captain was a no brainer for me. I didn't have any concerns with that. And I think I posted something at the time as well. There's three outcomes, either starts, which is what we wanted. It doesn't come on. So there's two situations which are favorable. The third one, I just don't see that. I don't see Pep because he doesn't use that many substitutes. Yeah, so it, right. I just don't see Pep bringing him on when you're there three or four nil up, why risk it? And I think it's the same this weekend as well. So um, the disappointing thing for me was Sanchez one, Dunk minus one, Rodrigo one. So, and I brought in Luis Diaz and um, I mean, he got a decent XG against Newcastle, but two points. So yeah, it was, that, that was, that was very, very frustrating, but hopefully it will turn around this weekend. Well done, mate. You've nearly caught me up now. So, uh, you know, a really good season for you so far, if you can, uh, <laughs> if you can catch me up. Do you um, know what? I, so... I'm usually, history shows, I'm usually quite far behind you by now. So I'll take that. Indeed. Um, with Rich on holiday, uh, we are very, very lucky to be joined by Sky Sports' new superstar, um, FPL Heisenberg, Wes Prickett. Uh, Wes, uh, what colour was your arrow in Gaming 5? Yeah, thanks for that uh, intro. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I got Green Arrow in uh, game week five. Yeah, I got 80. Adam's got 83, didn't he? I got 86. Uh, but again, a similar story to Adam with, um, I guess, my, yeah, the, the, the big boys get me the points. The Andreas points was was nice, obviously. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was happy. Obviously, picking Harlan over Salah worked out. Um, could have worked out a lot more if Salah didn't get that shoulder, um, that shoulder <laughs> assist. But yeah, um, yeah, pretty good week, 86 points and, you know, a, a decent few weeks. I had a really bad game week one and I've, I've climbed yeah. since then. Yeah, you're flying, mate. You're doing really well. 394k. Uh, just comment in the chat. Uh, Andy Parker says, Rich is looking well. And um, Azad Katu, I, I had no idea FPL Heisenberg looked like Billy Butcher. I don't know who Billy Butcher is. Do either of you guys know? We'll have to have a look. I'll have to have a look for that. No, but, I uh, yeah, it's, I get this I get this all the time. It's a, it's a, I don't watch the TV show, but it's called The Boys. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what the, actor, the actor's called, but it's, it is quite good. But it's also, uh, that guy must be furious to look like me, to be fair. So... <laughs> I think I think we were on a call the other day, Wes. I, I I said about doing your best, uh, your Team Wolf impression, because uh, for those who, who can't um, see Wes, he's uh, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing there. We're just wiping your screen, Wes. Cl- yeah, cleaning my camera. It looks a bit blurry. You two look quite clear, and I look blurry. For some That's all good now. Uh, Wes doing his best Team Wolf impression for for those of us old enough to have seen that. Um, I had an okayish week. Started off absolutely awful um because I, I brought i took a minus four took out reese james um for um to enable me to get in rodrigo uh who subsequently did uh he dislocated his shoulder and i also brought in lewis dunk however i benched dunk for this week so there was something there but there was a lot of people who did the same moves actually um and didn't get as much luck tony blanked so i had a horrendous tuesday uh pulled it back nicely on wednesday uh with obviously harland um captain c martinelli salah 
and Cancelo. So I was, I was quite excited. Actually, he had uh, quite a healthy green from two point one mil to one point six, which was which is okay with the hit. Um, I, d- I obviously don't have Reese James now, which is a bit of a a bit of a shame. It was a bit of I was looking for any excuse to get Rodrigo in, and any excuse whatsoever. And it was like it, it was like a call in that James was was ill, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. So uh, so yeah, I've got I've got I've got a bit of a benching headache for this coming game week actually, um, but we'll touch on that in a bit. Um, today, we'll be looking ahead to game week six. Uh, sorry, uh, six. Sitch. Sitch. Uh, Rich Pickens, uh, standing out from the crowd, uh, options to differentiate either players or strategy. And we'll also look at some uh, Rodrigo replacements. We're also going to look around a certain uh, Norwegian, Erling Haaland, uh, we'll look at some stats and ask the question, is he now perma-captain, given his frightening form? But he does have limited expected minutes for the current week, so it's a very, very tough decision. But um, we will look at some hop to stats. Captain for game week six, Fergie is a punt. Look at our teams uh, for game week six and do the competition. But firstly, we have picked out some contenders uh, for honorary membership into the violin club. I've got three or four here. First one was from uh, Julian Wardle. It says, hi, Fergie. Uh, early violin contenders. Fed up of losing team value each week. So a slight change of policy to help me later on. So I thought I'd do a couple of transfers early. Um, took out uh, Raheem Sterling um, and Leon Bailey because uh, he thought he'd get ahead. And I brought in uh, Zaha and Rodrigo. Zaha didn't play in game week four. Obviously, Rodrigo blanked on game week four, got injured in game week five. So he took out uh, 15 points Sterling. So not not, not a good... Not a good week for you there, uh, Julian, and you're in. Ryan Costello uh, DM'd me as well. Did a wild card before game week four. Took out Haaland and Foden. <laughs> took out, took out, we took out a strike for back-to-back hat-tricks and replaced them with KDB and Ivan Tony. He said, I thought Haaland was supposed to be rested. Pep can do one. And I brought in Harrison as well, and he's blanked both weeks I had him um, El Chapo said get the violin ready went without Salah to begin with this is this is before the 9-0 on Saturday uh, so he sold Diaz to get to Salah captain <laughs> also did Mount to Rodrigo and did Haaland to Jesus to make it all work Haaland to Jesus that was the only way he could afford to do it so he's taken oh. out. Hang on, what's he done? He's taken out Diaz, <laughs> Diaz, Harland, and Mount. <laughs> is this before last? Which game week? This is before, before game week four. So, uh, and he oh, captained no. Salah for um, for his blanks. <laughs> and at the end, two words: feel sick. Um, and finally, this was ahead of game week five. We all did this, including myself. Rory did a minus four um, for Dunk. <laughs> Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo dislocated his shoulder in about the 27th minute, and uh, Lewis Dunk scored an own goal. It doesn't get much better than that. Um, so congratulations, you are all, you are all honorary members of the Violin Club. Um, send them in for next week ahead of game week six to be considered for honorary membership yourselves. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's have a look at some rich pickings. And firstly, uh, we have got the fixtures up from game week six to eight. Obviously, we know that wildcard time is going to be incredibly popular around game week nine. Uh, so we've got the fixtures up from game week six to eight. Forest, top of the shop with three lovely fixtures. Home to Bournemouth, way to Leeds, home to Fulham. Uh, Brighton, home to Leicester, way to Bournemouth, home to Palace. Newcastle, home to Palace, way to West Ham, home to Bournemouth. And down the bottom, Wolves, Leicester, Fulham and Everton have got the toughest fixtures. Uh I'm okay to come to you first, Wes, you know, just around kind of navigating this period. Who have you got your eye on um, player-wise and, you know, what are you thinking in terms of, in terms of wildcard, etc.? Yeah, so for me, I am planning to wildcard in week nine. So I am only looking at these next three fixtures when deciding who to bring in. So I've used um, uh, Hub's um, fixture ticker and obviously condense it down to these three weeks. And yeah, you're right to pick out, obviously, Forrest up there at the top, obviously. I think Fulham's not obviously... Uh, as easy fixture as you know it would have been at the start of the season obviously they're doing really well in tough yeah. fixtures aren't they and you know Mitch keeps scoring in, in virtually every game if he you know if he scored that penalty it would have been every game um, but yeah this week coming up Bournemouth at home so I'm actually looking at what what on paper sounds like a quite boring transfer with my team I've got the Rodrigo injury and I've got Archer who doesn't play and I've got Patterson who has Liverpool um, and I've got Andrea. So I want to bench Andreas and I want to bring in, I want to move to a 5-3-2 this week. So I might just do pass into Nico Williams. Uh, but Nico Williams expected goal involvement for a defender. I think he's only behind, again, Adam might know. I think he's only behind Trent and Cancelo, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, do, I'm not, I'm not actually entirely sure, but he's right. He's right up yeah. there. And he seems to be involved in a big chance in most yeah. matches. And he's, so and he's got attacking history, hasn't he? From like I remember seeing yeah. Wales game and stuff like that. So if I if I do that, I can play Patterson in his you know easier fixtures now because obviously Forrest have had some tough fixtures and is still obviously getting those attacking yeah. attacking chances. So uh, yeah, and also Newcastle's fixtures have just switched, haven't they? From you know they've just had Liverpool away, they had City at home uh, recently, didn't they as well? So their their fixtures have now finally switched, so we can start considering players like Trippier, like the new signing. Isaac, I think that's how he looked. He looked sharp midweek. I thought mm. he took his goal really well, and and the goal yeah. he scored was offside. He took really well as well, didn't he? Yeah, I was about to, yeah, I was just about to say about that offside goal. That was only mil- uh, well, a couple of inches yeah. offside, wasn't it? And he chopped inside Robertson and Gomez, didn't he? So, yeah, if he can do that against Liverpool, I always do get worried though when it is a player just on one, you know, based on one game. Is you know, can we be sure that there's going to be consistency there and stuff like that? But I guess. Because if, like me, you are wildcarding week nine, if you wanted to take a gamble on anyone, now is a good time to do it because, you know, you're not tied into anyone for a long time. It's three game weeks and then you get a wildcard. So you can have a little bit more fun. Without, you know, without this game week 17, um, unlimited, free tra- uh, yeah, unlimited free transfers, which is essentially an extra wildcard this year, isn't it? I'd be saying be a bit more cautious maybe. But yeah, I think for three, a three game week punt, Newcastle's fixtures are amazing. Uh, so why not? Yeah, really good, um, really good uh, stuff there. Oh, oh, yeah, risk Adam maybe. So, so looking at the ticker, you know, we've mentioned uh, Forest, Brighton, Newcastle, and Brentford are all are all top. Probably fair to say, you know, you know, without being disrespectful, they're all kind of um, mid-table teams or kind of lower echelon teams. Even though Brighton, in particular, are playing really, really well, we have danger at taking out good players who are going to score points. For players from from kind of mid mid table teams who have just shown a little bit of form, what's your thoughts on that, Adam? Well, if you've got a Rodrigo injury, he's not going to get you any points. But I, I know what you mean. I know. I think uh, I I I I'm not really that excited by 
too many of the options from the teams that you've mentioned. And, you know, like, so looking at the fixture ticket, we've got um, Forrest, who are top. And I, I still, I think Nico Williams is a valid point for this game week only, just because of how bad Bournemouth are. Only one big yeah. chance in five matches. Only scored against Villa. So I, I don't, I, I think it's a good, I think this is probably the week to play Nico Williams. But outside of that, I'm not really sure who their talisman's going to be. I'm not really, because I've seen talk of Morgan Gibbs White, I've seen talk yeah. of Brennan Johnson, Jesse Lingard. They've signed so many new players. Who is going to, who's going to get the points? So that, that concerns me with Forrest. I think they will get goals, but just not sure who or, or who's going to be involved. Um, Brighton. I, I mean, I currently own Dunk and uh, Sanchez. I think defensively, very, very sound. Again, going forwards, I, I, I know there's a lot of talk about Pascal Gross and Trossard. I think they're options, but I'm not excited really about either one. And I just think, again, Brighton don't really have that talisman. So it's not like where you've got Zaha or Mitrovic. Yeah. It's a little bit more spread out. And Potter is known to rotate as well. And I worry with Gross, has he had his hot spot or moment you know moments um where he, where he's really excelled this season so i'm not particularly excited there i agree with wes on newcastle i think they've performed well uh, and i think there there's some options there so i think you could you know whether you go st maxman um isaac there are some options at newcastle i think but i think if i'm being honest there aren't loads that that stand out for me at the top of the fixture ticker. The one that I like, but it's hard for me to get particularly this week is Mitrovic. And I think, but it would be, I think I'd go there. I think for me at the moment, my setup is four, four, two. I quite want a third striker and it's hard for me to do it this week, but because I need, I can play Nico Williams. I might just save a transfer and then get, get myself another week's information on Isaac, look at Mitrovic, see how Tony's doing, just see, because I think the, and then go for a, a third striker for the final two before a wild card. I think that's what I'm favouring at the moment. Are you, so are, do, are you um, definitely wild card, Adam, in game week nine? Um, Very likely, I would say. I wouldn't say, I'd, I'd never say definitely, but very likely based on what I know now. Okay. Um, a couple of other players, which you know we could probably chuck in. Some of them have got awkward price points, which makes it difficult. But you know, if, if we are looking to stand out from the crowd, there's no point just having the template, right? So a few, a few other players. I think um, Sterling has looked very, very good. He's looked good. Yeah, He's a good awkward price points, as we know. There's been a bit of a conversation to say if we're not going to captain Salah every week, obviously we'll we'll touch on captaincy in a mo to you know yeah. to kind of downgrade. And Sterling would also free up a bit of funds to be able to spend elsewhere in your team. So I do I do think he's a really good option. I think I think he's a very sharp fixtures are very good as well. Um so I do I do like that option. Um I did write down uh Brennan Johnson. So he scored one. He also had a one disallowed in it in game week two. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, really tough against Man City. He was brought off early midweek. I do like Brennan Johnson, and um, the thing, the thing is well, with Brennan Johnson, like Adam said, there's a lot of new signings there, and there's they've just signed Bashwai, haven't they? And they've also signed mm. Dennis, uh, Emmanuel Dennis. Oh, I forgot about Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I just can't predict how. I think obviously in the short term we can sort of predict their lineup, yeah. 
Um, but I think that could shift pretty quickly. But I guess, yeah, with the game week nine wild card, it is okay to have a punt, I guess. But yeah, I just feel like if they've signed Bashwai, if they've signed Dennis, surely, surely Dennis starts game soon. I know, obviously, uh, people think he sort of trolled us last year with that red card yeah. and I had him captain for that as well but uh, he, he is still a good you know he did really well in the Prem last year I thought especially mm. uh, the sort of first half of the season wasn't it so I just think with Forrest you could get a little bit burnt by because they've got so many players now I just don't know how they all fit in I, I don't think um, Batchway actually signed in the end I think it I think it was all a bit late I do not but no oh. I don't think so but um, regardless I take the points um, about rotation but Brennan Johnson for them last season was an absolute superstar. And I, I personally, I, ca- I can't see being dropped. I think he was brought off midweek, not for anything that just gave him a bit of a rest. The game was lost, less, less kind of target the weekend. So I like him. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think I'll, I'll bring him into my team because obviously there are probably better options, uh, kind of a million more people like Tony, potentially Isaac, potentially Mitrovic. But I do think he's good. And I, I like your point on Mitrovic, Adam, just around... You know, tough fixture this weekend against against Spurs. But as he's already yeah. shown, he's an animal. Uh, like we mentioned it last week, mentioned it the week mm. before. He's absolutely dominating defenses, and I think he's got a very good chance of, of scoring against Spurs because Spurs have, have looked a bit shaky. Yeah. They looked shaky against West Ham, I thought as well. Um, so even bringing him in a week early, you get ahead of the crowd and then maybe target your transfer next week elsewhere potentially. So I, th- I think that's a move. Um, and the other one I just looked at. Um, Darwin Nunes is is back on the he's back on the menu now. Um, do you guys think he starts on the weekend, or do you think Firmino, who has been re- you know in, in amazing form since since Nunes has been banned, do you think that um, Firmino keeps his place? It's a hard one, isn't it? I don't think there's any guarantee that he starts, so I think he's risky to bring in just on on that basis. Um, oh. I think he'll start purely because I think Liverpool have got a bit of, you know, a lot of fixtures, haven't they? And obviously for me, yeah. as young as he was, he's played a lot of time. You know, this is a good opportunity to, one, rest Firmino and to bring in potentially a better player than Firmino or, you know, different type of player um, who is, you know, that's the way, that's the way Liverpool can freshen things up by a player who is, you know, fully rested because it's been banned for three games. But yeah, it, it is hard to call. I could be wrong, but I just think he'll start. But I think the way we're going, a lot of the more exciting options are probably going for that third attack, third striker, rather than going for the extra midfielder. And that's mm. why I'm not tempted to bring in the likes of Pascal Grace for Rodrigo this week, because I think I'd rather um, yeah. go the third striker route. I've, that's, I'm thinking the same, Adam. So I've got, I actually have Gross, but in general, your point about I have Rodrigo yeah. because I actually have Gross and I have someone like Martinelli. I don't see a dec- a replacement that I really want. Yes, I could go to Harrison. Yeah, uh, same, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I prefer the idea of trying to save money for Mitrovic. I've got Archer as my third sub that I want to try. Uh, yeah, as my third forward, sorry, that I want to try and move up to Mitrovic. Just on a kind of a side note tangent, if I was wildcarding, I was thinking about this yesterday, my three forwards would actually not include Jesus. It would actually be Mitrovic, yeah. Tony and Haaland. Wow. Um, I'd save that little bit of money on Jesus, which would just help when I was playing around with it. That bit of money helped, and I think that Tony can actually match Jesus because if you look at Jesus's returns and he's played amazingly from a football point of view, like bullying defenders, hold at play, FPL returns apart from the Leicester game haven't been amazing. And I think he'll still do well; he'll still score points. But I think someone like Tony Isaac for like a mil, roughly cheaper, 
you're not going to captain um, him either. You. Match him. That's the thing. No. You're never going to captain him, so you never have to be like truly, truly scared of him. And the fixtures do yeah. toughen up. I think after the next two, obviously, um, away to United, which isn't going to be easy because they're on form. I think then they're home to Everton, which you know he could, he, you know, he could have a good one there. But after that, I do think they go a bit, they get a bit tougher, yeah. don't they? So um, I, th- I think I think a lot will consider getting rid on on wild card in game week nine. I think a lot will, but I think he's still good value for me. At, what is he eight he is. point? Yeah, I, it's. I don't know if I would make that move this week to ditch him before. Um, he's got Everton at home and um, who else? He's yeah. got Brent and Brentford maybe before the. Um, the I, I, it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think game week nine is an easy. It's an easier decision to part ways with him. But uh, yeah, it's it's, de- it's definitely. Um, I've got Wes's dog making appearance. <laughs> Wes has definitely changed. <laughs> He's got the same it amount is. of hair on his face, to be fair. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and and you just had a couple of stats on Mitrovic, Adam, didn't you? Well, I think, I wouldn't say he's gone under the radar, but I think because of how well Haaland's done and how, you know, most people have got Jesus, yeah. it's been difficult for people to get in. But he's had exactly the same. I think he's, he's top for shots overall. He's second for big chances, almost like a you know Haaland's well well ahead, but then he's, he's second on eight, which is he's then standing up, up, away from the pack. So I think in other years, with let's say without Haaland in the mix, he'd be an absolute no brainer because he'd be standing out that much. Um, but I just think when I watch him as well, and I think I think next week's quite a good week to go into Mitrovic because I think Fulham are at home and I think if I'm correct they then have like four home games in six yeah, they have, yeah. so it's quite a yeah. good it's quite I'm not too worried about Chelsea I mean Chelsea are conceding chances yeah, for fun are. anyway so and he's a bit of a you know he's a bit of a bully Mitrovic so I I quite like bringing him in next week um, I think we've all avoided him because of his tough fixtures but he's just outperformed them fixtures hasn't he just, yeah yeah no matter what happens he's just Brighton, a bully he's, 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 just a, yeah. he's just a me it doesn't matter who who he's up against he just dominates them doesn't he yeah. I think I think he's better. Dyke, but I think at home he's he's an absolute beast in particular as well. Mm. So he's got four goals in three games at home. He's and he and he's played Liverpool, Brighton, and Brentford, which isn't really that they're not that easy fixtures. No, no, not at all. So I think yeah, for me that's where I'm thinking of going probably next week though. I like that. I like that. Okay, let's let's have a look now at some uh, Rodrigo replacement. His ownership was massive. He was, I, th- I think he was up um, over thirty percent in the whole game come the start of game week five. So obviously this will be quite relevant for a lot of players. Just to look at the um, opt stats tool first on FantasyFootballHub.co.uk. So we've um, filtered six point five million midfielders and under. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, Martinelli comes out top for predicted points for the next four game weeks. Morgan Gibbs White interestingly comes in second. Then Marcus Rashford. Then Aronson Harrison. Trossard um, and Willock. Um, what are your guys' thoughts, both in terms of direct replacements, but also have you maybe considered, you know, downgrading Rodrigo to a four point five and getting that third striker, for example? Adam, what do you what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the better option. I look at all of those options, and I'm, I think well, I, I take Martinelli out of that, yeah. but I think he's 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 quite highly owned, isn't he? Yeah. I'm not excited by any of them, and um, I would prefer to do do exactly that: is 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 go for the extra forward. 
which and and I think because of Nico Williams this week, it makes it quite easy to go five at the back. I think from ever if you ever want an excuse to play him, Bournemouth at home is the game is the game to play him. I think so. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'll go along with that as well. It's interesting to see Rashford up there. He's a player that I had. I took a little bit of a gamble pre-season with him. Had him for the first couple of weeks. Took him out before Liverpool for Gross. That's kind of worked out. I think maybe uh, probably about the same actually. Um, but yeah, he, did, he looked pretty decent last night, linking up with Sancho. I just don't see myself going back there. I don't know. Maybe it's a sort of negative bias I have now about sort of owning him, and he, he's quite he's quite a frustrating player to own when you have him, isn't he? Because he kind of misses chances and stuff like that. But I think he could do well. But yeah, I'm in the same boat as uh, as Adam, where I want to I want to get to Mitrovic, and it makes sense to take money out of my that, that mid-price midfielder. I, do I don't. So in, in yeah, no, I agree. I I don't like Rashford when he plays as a centre forward. I really nice don't. Positions um, are... He he seems. I mean, he, he was a good assist last night, but in general, he seems uncomfortable. I think he's more natural coming from the left hand side. I think he'll so, play there a lot now with the signing of Anthony because it'll be sort of Anthony and um, Sancho on the wings, maybe. Yeah, um, so it'll, it'll be, be, be interesting. It will be interesting. Obviously, they've got Martial potentially to come back. See yeah. what they do with Ronaldo with him. Stat. I, I yeah. I'm, I think with them having Arsenal next as well. Yeah, exactly. You're probably not going to go there. That's why I think waiting a week is quite good if you yeah. can do it. Just quickly before we move on for this section, mm. Fergie, I wanted to bring up Gibbs White is obviously second on this list. Uh, and I've seen a lot of a lot of people bringing in Gibbs White and talking about Gibbs White. I think I've even seen it in these comments, but I'm just not sure. I think he's a really good player, but does that translate into FPL really? points? Is he going to be, I think, did he get, uh, I'm not sure about his minutes so far. Is he going to be a 90 minute man for Forrest? Is he going to be that talisman figure that sort of Adam was talking about earlier? Um, I think it kind of makes sense because of the fixtures, which is, I guess, why he's high up on this prediction and why people are bringing him in. But yeah, I just, I I don't want to go there right now. I think it's just too much of a, a punt in the dark. Um, Agreed. Because I just don't think there's enough info on him. I think I think Wolves were laughing all the way to the bank when Forrest kept coming back for more. Strange, I mean, that just it, strange. I spoke transfer, to, wasn't it? Uh, in terms of price, yeah. In terms of uh, price, I mean, Cooper how much really. Was it in the end? I think over forty it's, million. It's 40, yeah, yeah I, I think it was being like forty and fifty million. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of Wolves fans are just like, well, if you give us that money, of course we, of course we're going to say. But Cooper obviously really fancies him and really wanted him there. So that, so he's, he, I think he is key to playing. I think he, given how much they, so, so I think he'll start all three. But whether it's just a talisman thing, I'm not too sure. You know, will he be more of a facilitator rather than getting the goals? I don't know. The one I like on this list, actually, um, unsurprisingly. Is Trossard um, now that yeah. uh, Brighton side the left back? You know he's he's pushing much further forward. Next yeah. next few fixtures, uh, Leicester just look absolutely kind of desperate at the moment, don't they? And then Bournemouth. So those next two are probably um, the best to attack in fixtures. I'd probably say in the league at the moment. So I think I think they're yeah. really good. I've even got I've even got Gross, and I'm even thinking of a a double up in midfield. I just think he's he's really really good. Um, after that, you know it it toughens up then, right? So they go. Palace, Liverpool, Spurs, but just to but, just but to bring him wild the, card time. exactly. So just to bring him in for the next two, um, yeah. You know, I really expect Brighton to to score a couple against Leicester, score a couple against Bournemouth. Um, yeah, Fergie. I'm thinking. I was actually I had a similar thought because I also have Gross, and I know Adam is not really backing either Gross or Trossard, but I do I do disagree there in terms of 
Gross is taking the majority, or if not, yeah, I think it's just the majority, not all corners, crossing set pieces, um, obviously linking up well in open play. His XG's low-ish, but you know, he's quite a decent enough finisher, isn't he? So he will pop up with the odd goal. I think he's one of those players where you don't get him in for you know, bags and bags of goals, but you get him over to tick over with a an assist yeah. and a clean sheet point, the odd goal here and there, good on the bonus system as well. Because when he did get that, uh, it was 1-0 versus Leeds. I think he, he was way ahead of the bonus mm. in that game. Obviously, you know, it's a low scoring game, but just with one goal, you sometimes see like, I think Zaha scored uh, the other day, didn't he? But got no bonus. Players like that seem way down on the bonus, yeah. but uh, Gross was really good. Um, and yeah, the, the double up... Uh, Double up scares me a little bit though, Fergie, just in case, you know, Brighton, in my mind, I kind of have them down as a team that can, you know, they have an XG of like 10 in a game or something and then just don't end up scoring. They hit the bar about 10 10 times. So that does scare me a little bit. But like, that's my earlier point about 10 minutes ago about that sort of, it is just three game weeks. And if I have to have Trossard and Gross for two slash three game weeks, is that the end of the world? Will they tick over with some points? I think so. If one of them had penalties as well, yeah. that would be ideal. But obviously, McAllister's on those. Mm. He's scored two already uh, in the time that I had gross since game week three, I think. When we wasn't sure who was on penalties, that was mm. sort of gross, Trossard and, and McAllister. So yeah, if gross would have stepped up and taken those, Trossard would be, I mean, sorry, gross would be flying now with the points, but it wasn't to be. I'm very tempted on Trossard's. Let's say the way I'm kind of playing the game this season is to, you know, is to, Try and look at some kind of low-owned players just to come in, and so I can actually cheer someone on rather than you know, as as Adam said, he was kind of running through his points at the start of the week. You know, like even cheering a Martinelli goal at the moment, you're just like, oh well, you know, cheering on a Cancelo clean sheet or cheering on all this stuff. I really want someone to when they score, you get that get in moment, you know, that real yeah. come on. So um, I quite like the, temp- the template is really strong, isn't it? This strong. this first sort of opening five six game weeks, it feels like anyway. Yeah. I think I prefer Trossard to Grace if if you're bringing him in now because I think I just feel with Trossard he's got more of that upside because statistically over the last few seasons he's been getting yeah. like six seven assists and got six yeah. goals and assists so he's, he's he's had that consistency whereas you look at Gross's history it's it, it's really like sort of two three goals a season so I would prefer I prefer the Trossard thing but I think the thing that puts me off that is it then almost makes it more difficult for me to get Mitrovic the following week. And it also means as well, just looking at my own team, is that I'd probably have to bench either Dunk or Nico Williams this week. And it's just, that's just asking for trouble. So that's the dilemma I've got. I've gone outside. I've gone outside shot of a bench booth this week. We'll, uh, we'll we'll touch on it in a bit. Just quickly before we, I don't want to, obviously we don't need to spend too long this, but just quickly on Gross versus Trossard of those two. I think they're both, I think you said earlier, Ferg, didn't you, about how Trossard and Gross sometimes fill in at wing back or like deeper. That season, I don't think anyway, that hasn't happened so far. They've both been quite high up. And I think at the weekend, sorry, midweek when Welbeck didn't start, when they displayed the um, sort of team lineup on, I think it was a match of the day, it sort of shown it as those two were the the two forwards. So Mm. I think they're both, I don't know if the stats back this up, but my perception is they're both higher up this season, making obviously making them both yeah. better FPL assets. I agree. And the, and the next, it's, it's the fixtures of the next two. Like I say, home to Leicester at the moment is plum. Away to Bournemouth week after is plum. They're, they're really good. So, you know, you, you get excited going into both of those, can't we? Um, next, uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of this guy, actually. His name's Erlin Harland. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but... Um, I don't know. 
Um, Wes, you uh, you sent out the tweet this week around around his goals and some observations. Yeah, so it's it's uh, the sort of positions of his shots and the positions of his goals are all really central. Some are occasionally on that left-hand side. I guess he favours that with his left foot. Um, but yeah, it's just really impressive seeing... Uh, no, impressive is the wrong word. From an FPL point of view, that's where you want to see someone getting their goals. You don't want to see someone who's scored a couple of long ranges um, back-to-back because, yes, that's nice and they all obviously count as points, but that's just less sustainable, isn't it? Whereas with Haaland, his movement in the box is just exceptional. He's getting these big chances in central positions, which is why those big chance stats that Adam brought up earlier, I think it was, um, are way out in front of anyone in the league. Uh, His goals are obviously way out in front. uh, So he's just got everything from an FPL point, point of view. And also... His assist potential, it might not show up on the stats, but what, I, what I've noticed, that um, the goal he scored, his second goal midweek, where Foden was about to score but got tackled, Haaland open goal. That would have been a Haaland assist if Foden did get on the end of that. So he, he linked up nicely with Gundogan, didn't he, a few weeks ago for an assist. Mm-hmm. The similar he sort of doing, assist, wasn't it, that? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So he gets, just because he's in those positions, he's mm. central of the box, and if he's got a winger flying beside of him, he'll pick up a couple of assists that way. He doesn't have to be... De Bruyne level of passing. It just has to be in that, you know, edge of the 18 yard box, feeding it to someone and letting someone else finish. So uh, he's got those. And other things that haven't shown up on the stats, like when Foden didn't square it to him for a tap-in, um, has happened a couple of times. So he's just there, six yards out, ready for tap-ins. I think, out of, I can't see the image now quite, but I think it was like five out of his nine goals are like, in the six yard box or just, just outside maybe, but yeah, he's got, yeah. um, it, I was going on, on stats I was going to bring up. So he's got five goals in the six yard box. Oh, yeah. Ironically. Well, last season, he only got three and he only had, um, I think oh, really? he had four shots in the six yard box last season. So he's had seven shots in the six yard box, scored five of them. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think he's adapted to City's style of play. Whereas that's, I don't think this is necessarily typical surprising. of Erling Haaland. It's just he's adapted and just put himself in mm. the the goal scoring positions. Yeah. All of his goals have been big chances. All of them have got re- you know decent xG. I think majority of them are, are, are close to 0.5 or over. The only two that weren't were his um, his first one in open play against West Ham Sammy and that that sure. great finish against Palace where he you know powered Ward out the way and went went through. So. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. He just is consistently getting in good positions. He's got a big chance every thirty minutes. That's just unheard of. It's every third, every thirty minutes. So, uh, you know, that's he's just so far ahead of everyone else. Yeah, at the yeah. moment, exactly that. And it's for me, it's not a, like we all knew he was going to come here and score a decent amount of goals as long as he stayed fit and stayed in the team and stuff. But yeah, like you said, Adam, the fact that. I think there were slight question marks about how he would adjust to City's play and stuff like that, but it's just been seamless, hasn't it? From from day one, even the Community Shield where he got a couple of big chances. Um, yeah, exactly. He, he missed right. them both, didn't he? Uh, yeah, against Liverpool, um, which was obviously a bit unlike him, but it just showed that he was getting into those high XG positions. And like you said, yeah, the overall play. And uh, another good thing, like when you watch Harry Kane, Harry Kane gets FPL points as well. Of course he does, but you often watch him and he'll be back in centre mid, spraying the ball out to the left uh, left winger. Uh, I think there was an own goal in one of the Spurs games and I had Kane at this point. It was game week one. And I was like, where, where are you? <laughs> because he was back in centre mid dictating the play. He was basically the creator of the goal almost. But I think he pinged it out to, uh, I think it was um, Sessegnon, crossed it own goal. 
And when I watched back the highlights of the match today, I was like, right, is Kane at least in a position to score the tap-in if it wasn't an own goal? One of those sort of things. And he just wasn't there. Whereas yeah. Haaland's never going to be doing that. So he's always going to be, he's going to get much less touches than someone like Kane. But from an FPL point of view, that's perfect. We don't so want you got, touches. So you've got uh, Kane on the halfway line, yeah. ha- um, Salah on the right wing, that's right. That's quite right. wide. Whereas Haaland in the six yard box. <laughs> He's not moving. He's not moving. So he's 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 perfect. But he, he just looking at it as well. I mean, um, going into some of the stats here, just expanding because there's quite a few on Haaland, but he's had 13 big chances, scored nine. So what's that, about 69%. I mean, that's looking at last season, just uh, some of the some of the numbers. So Salah scored just over 50% of his big chances. So he had 37 scored 20. Uh Kane scored 15 out of 33 yet son son who we associate with being this yeah. fantastic finisher out of 30 big chances scored 13 wow um and then jota and mané were quite similar so they, they they've they got um at 27 big chances each they got 13 and 14 goals respectively so you're looking at you know those top elite elite people that get big chances scoring roughly one in two he's already at 70 percent partly of that could be because so many of them are the way city play and they put them on a plate for him six yards out so i think you can and, and the fact there are so many six yards out you can you can factor that in but he is an absolute elite yeah. he's an elite player in an elite team and our only question mark of him is minutes but he's producing the stat if he gets 30 minutes against villa It'll be me on the sidelines, absolutely shitting myself. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's he's, yeah. He looks like he's he's the exact player. You know when we kind of talked about in the summer and we look at Man City and how they play. You know the way I don't walk walk Cancelo, Foden, Sterling at the time. They all get to like the byline and cut the ball back. And we would it would be crying out on we for years like if only Kames and then that if only Harms. Yeah. But this is what's happening in front of our eyes, and he's just he's putting away his positioning for me. It's just incredible because his actual finishing itself. If you look at the touches for maybe three or four of the goals, they have been tappings and two yards out, right? Open goals. Yeah. But it's all about the positioning, and he and he is elite. He's and he's yeah. he's such a presence, and he's so <laughs> strong. The way he, you know, he's had a couple of one on ones where he's just bars a central defender out of the way, where you just don't see yeah. that, do? You? Um, yeah, no. he's just just phenomenal. The obviously, so the couple of questions we've got. Um, Ah, expected minutes. So that's that's the first question. And Adam, you mentioned something in the chat just around sort of perma captaincy, and um, you know if that is you know is that actually something that we should be considering? So, what are your thoughts on those at the moment, Adam? Um, for me, I, I yeah, I think I think definitely. I put a couple of weeks ago about perma perma captaincy, and yeah, I, I think it, I think it. It, it should be personally because I just think he's that good, and City are that good, yeah. and it's it's also as well when we look at the alternatives. So Salah hasn't started like he did last season. Kane hasn't started like he did two seasons ago. They're they're both doing well, but they're not they've not exploded like they did in the the seasons before. Yeah. So there isn't really anybody. You know, Mitrovic is probably the closest person that we've seen in terms of a. Uh, an exposure, but he, then we look factor in F, FPL points. It's a huge difference, but he's getting, I mean, he's getting pretty much getting three big chances a match. He's in the best team. If anything, the more harder the fixture, the more nailed he is to start. So and I, play, I and play longer and play longer. longer yes. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't really got an argument 
to 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 go against him at the moment. Now all of that yeah. could could change, but the the good thing about going with him captain is if he doesn't play, you've got a vice yes. captain anyway. So That's what I was just about to say, and I think if if I think he will start on the bench at some point this season. Of course he will. Uh, I don't think I think he'll start this weekend personally, but I think it's a case of let's say he doesn't start this weekend. If City need a goal for whatever reason they're struggling, it's nil-nil or whatever, he'll come on with a good 30 minutes to go and exactly. he's got a high chance of scoring. It's not an exaggeration to say he could easily score two goals, right? Um, or, you know, a one one goal especially wouldn't be uh, unlikely at all. So you've got that. And But if City have the game sewn up, they're not going to bring him on for 10 minutes. No. When they're 3-0 no. up, they'll just rest Particularly when fully Pepper's talked about not getting him injured. That would be the yeah. most silly thing he could yeah. do. Exactly. Yeah. So he will stay on the bench. Make sure you obviously every yeah. So for me right now, I I do think it is Harlan Perma captain with oh. uh, and obviously line up your vice captain exactly how you want it. Like you know, us people who are we're obviously really into it. We do that. Some people do of, sometimes forget about vice captain. So just make sure your vice is on the likes of a Salah, Kane, uh, Mitrovic, something like that. Um, so yeah, I don't see like Adam said. I don't. There's no real argument against it unless. There, there might be a game week that comes up where Pep heavily hints that he can't play X amount of games. There might be a big Champions League game or something like that. And then, you know, Salah might have a really plum fixture or something like that. So if those two things collided, then you could maybe consider changing. But I'd say probably right now, I'm 95% on the Perma Haaland captain route, I think, if that makes sense. What What about, um, I've, I think one of the, the other premium that everyone's got is Salah. And I think just going back to my previous point, if he was, I mean, I think he's not doing bad at all. In and I think he's got thirty-five points so far, so it's actually a fairly decent start it's from good, him. It's a good return. <laughs> yeah, no, it it is. And um, I think in the last three seasons, he's ended up getting uh, fifty points in his first six game weeks. So could be on for a haul, a goal and assist this weekend. Who knows? But which would would take him up to that fifty or close to that fifty mark. But I just don't think. In previous seasons, Liverpool win 9-0. Uh, there's no way Salah's not getting a hat-trick or being more in, involved yeah. with that. It, it was just more the, it was more the shot volume that worried me because it was he had he did have some good chances and probably should have scored, but it wasn't a situation where he could have come away with five or six goals because the shot mm. volume wasn't there. The other night against Newcastle, it's all about creation. So I think with Nunes coming back in, I'm I'm concerned. Is he going to be the person that's getting the big chances and and hogging the big chances? And I think he'll do well FPL wise, but at 13 million for someone we said we're not, you know, Wes and I anyway, and are, are, are unlikely to captain. I think there is an argument for spreading the funds, and it's just a question. It's probably the to to that. It's the timing, isn't it, that to, of when mm -hmm. to do it? Because I seriously did consider doing it last week and doing Sterling. Uh, but I, th I just thought, well, I can do wow. it without doing that. And I don't yeah. need to do it timing wise. But and then just sorry to interrupt, but I think because of FPL's pricing, making our teams mm. quite easy to get a decent team and players like Martinelli, et cetera, et cetera. It feels like, yeah, we don't really need to spread the Salah funds. But I, I keep thinking it week on, week out. You know, Luis Diaz is roughly five million cheaper. Maybe not quite as much now, yeah, but yeah. it's always the argument: Can Luis Diaz match or roughly match Salah in a six-game week period, or even actually just now it's only say a three-game week period till wildcard? Well, actually, let me change the question: Would you do it if you were wildcarding this week, Adam? 
would you go down? Would I have Salah? Dance? I wouldn't have Salah if I was wild card in this week. You wouldn't. No. And you'd go, and you'd go without for six because I didn't have Salah from game week twenty nine onwards last season. So that's. Was I the same? I was, I was about the same. I think, yeah, I think I was the same and it worked yeah. fine other than yeah. that Man United game. But that was yeah, the, I, exactly right. Yeah. It, I think I remember him doing well in like maybe two game weeks. Other than that, yeah. it was like the odd assist here and there, the odd single goal. But the, the money saved spreading it around actually saved me from having a horror season and made it semi respectable in the end. Um, so, yeah, I think you can in the last three or four previous seasons, nine times out of 10, Salah has been essential, hasn't he? But mm. right now, yeah, I think spreading and, and you, the captaincy factor, you bang on. But then it's always that thing, isn't it? If Salah, how do you then get back to Salah if he does start banging? Harlan gets a little injury. You know, you haven't then got that Everton then's on Salah captain. You haven't even got Salah. Salah then kills you. I'm not a player who plays by, you know, ownership or EO or whatever by any stretch of the imagination. But that is a scenario that could obviously kill you. And like, because Liverpool haven't played well so far, but he's still getting points. There's an argument to say that when Liverpool improve as a team, Salah is going to explode again because, like you said, he's done well so mm. far, right? In a team that have struggled in the majority of games, apart from the Bournemouth one, which he actually blanked in. But in the games of struggled, like against Fulham, Liverpool were pretty poor. Salah didn't look threatening at all. And he comes away with 12 points, I think, goal and yeah, assist. Yeah. Um, similar against Man United, did very little, popped up with a goal last night. Oh, sorry, two nights ago with that... Um, with the two assists, ten pointers, so he's just getting points without does, looking dangerous. He, you know, he, he, not without looking himself. He does, but without the captaincy, and I think I think this is a big thing. He is is that for you? So Haaland has scored more has scored more than twice as many goals than Salah has had shots on target. So wow. Haaland has had twenty two shots, twelve on target, twenty one in the box, thirteen big chances, xG of six point two, and nine goals. Right, that, that that's insane. And now comparing Salah and Diaz, so both of them have had fourteen shots. Diaz has had seven shots on target. Salah's only had four shots on target. Both Diaz and Salah twelve shots in the box, and Diaz has a higher xG than Salah two point two against two point zero nine. Those numbers are not the numbers of a thirty million player who is taking up two positions in our team the question obviously is moving forward but the you know the fixtures don't 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 really get easier um obviously Everton and Wolves on paper on paper to me they they kind of smacked me both those fixtures the way both teams have been playing as I think they're going to be really kind of tight hard games personally like a kind of one all or a two one either way because both teams have a really kind of you know of scrappy, scrappy teams at the moment. I think. Yeah. I think there's definitely an argument to, um, you know, to kind of shift him on. The the, the timing's really a difficult is. thing because um, next, I, I don't think you sell him. You possibly could sell him this week, but I think particularly with those worried about vice captain having a good vice captain, maybe it isn't the week to do it. And then next week they've got Wolves at home, and it coincides with when City play Spurs. And it's not so much City I'd be worried about. But if you're going to be looking for that second big hitter, you might be looking at Kane, for example. So it probably puts Kane out of the the, the equation. And then if by by uh, by the time you get to game week eight, you're only a week behind wildcard. It's probably not a great week to sell him because you're looking at... Uh, in fact, it could be because I think you've got Chelsea away. Maybe that's the the uh, the point that you uh, you take him out. I don't know. I didn't actually realise his stats were as bad as that. And maybe my argument should be flipped on its head that Maybe he's, he has actually been lucky to get the points he's got so far. And maybe that's a sign that, you know, he's actually overperformed 
you know, compared to his stats so far this season, if that makes sense. And maybe he's going to decline from what he's already produced. So, yeah, I, I wasn't actually aware of how low his shots on targets were. He's definitely, like he's definitely a sell, right? So from game week heads onwards, his next four are Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal and City. So he's, def- he's definitely, a, uh, I, say, I say definitely, you know, it's, this, this is my opinion. Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal City are tough, tough games. And before them, it's Everton and Wolves. It's where they kind of take the plunge now, I suppose, and try and spread the fans elsewhere if you want, or whether you just kind of hang on a couple of game weeks. But those wild cards in game week nine, I would be a major Salah's in their team because their fixture is really tough. I just hope we see something from Salah that give, because I, for me, I think with the fixtures and with how I want to take my team, I want to get rid of him. I hope we see something positive from him, which makes a few people question mark. And we don't, doesn't make it an easy decision. Yeah. Because that's what we could do with is that few people go in diff- different ways. Mm. Um, it'll be a, the, the Nunes coming back, Jota coming back is going to be the interesting thing just to see how that shapes up Liverpool over the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Um, really good stuff. So, with all that in mind, let's chat about the best FPL game week six captain. Uh, points predictions Kane is actually top at home to Fulham with 8.3, uh, Salah. 8.2. Uh, Son is up there. Trent is up there. Luis Diaz. Brennan Johnson um, is 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 the sixth highest. Now, he's actually above Haaland. Now, the reason for this, obviously, Brennan Johnson uh, predicted to get 90 minutes. Haaland, just 70 minutes. So, this obviously takes takes this into account. Um, Odds checker have Haaland as the heavy favourite to be the first anytime goal scorer. 11 to 17, so not far off. 1 to 2 on there. Kane, 20 to 21. And Salah, 11 to 10. So, Kane and Salah, basically around evens. And uh, Jesus, 15 to 8. So Haaland, by far and away, according to the bookies, the favourite to get an anytime goal. And the poll on fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, um, Haaland is top 53% of the vote. Salah second, 26%. Kane, 16. So they're the numbers which we which we look at. They're the metric to take a look at. Um, Adam, what are, your, what are your thoughts? Are you backing yourself? Are you, okay, going, well, are you going for it? Well, let's... let's um... Let me put it another way. I'm going to Villa Park tomorrow. If I do not captain Haaland, a couple of things are going to happen. Firstly, I'm going to walk into the ground. They'll be announcing the Man City team. And number nine, Erling Haaland. Great. So that's that's the first that's the first that's the first thing. The second the second thing that will happen is he will absolutely destroy Villa. So I don't think I'm I'm suffering enough as a Villa fan. It's gonna be a double whammy, yeah. Yeah, exactly exactly. So I think I've I think just for that reason, I'm gonna chicken out and and, and captain him and at least that way. It, it, it neutralizes. I mean, Villa win, I'm happy, but I might as well get some. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going Harlan captain for that reason. Um Wes, are we are we allowed to have an objective uh, viewpoint here on the captaincy for game week six? What do you think? Yeah, I was just gonna just gonna quickly ask Adam, will he be celebrating in the Villa end if Haaland bags a hat trick? Oh no, no, not not at all. I mean, for me, I, I want Villa to win the four four to, three to... Villa Haaland hat trick would be perfect. That would do, wouldn't it? That would do. I, 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 do you know what? Any Villa win tomorrow, I would take it. But the the reality is that I mean, at least if Gerard, at least if um, Haaland does get a hat trick tomorrow. It might also have the other benefit of, uh, you know, getting Gerardi's P45. So, you know, there is there is that as well. Fair enough. Uh, in terms of Captain Fergie, yeah, I just can't see myself not going for Haaland. And because oh. his minutes were important for me, if he played 90 midweek, yeah, just gone. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. 
I'd be now thinking, you know what, this probably will be his rest because he's played 90 in a in a 6-0 win. Uh, but he came off on the 68th, I think it was. And Alvarez also so, played 90, which I thought was interesting as well. Who, who did you say, sorry? Um, Alvarez. Alvarez played 90. Yeah. If Alvarez had come off early as well, you could think. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I'm thinking that Haaland starts again. And again, if they're cruising, he probably gets 65, 70 minutes. If they, it's a tight game, maybe a bit longer. And I'm not sure where his rest will come. But I think at the minute, there's, there's actually uh, a few days ago, Pep was on Sky Sports saying about how he's a young guy. You can play a lot of games. Completely flipped his quotes from a, you know, a couple of weeks ago when he was saying about this whole Harlan can't play three days thing. So yeah, he has, I think, he? I think, I think he starts. I'm fairly confident he actually starts again. It's going to look stupid if I'll look stupid if he doesn't now. But yeah, I'm I'm fairly confident. I'm not as confident as someone like you know Harry Kane or Salah who play week in week out. But I'm as confident as you can be really with with a a Pep striker. So yeah, Harlan for me. So it seems like they're starting him and taking him off to manage yeah, his minutes. That's, that's what. I think I think that's what he said. Yes, yeah. was it yesterday or this morning? Where's I don't know if you've, if you've seen the quote. But he's basically he's our number nine, and the way we're going to manage it, like you take him off to stop him risking injury, so that yeah. um, which is also good because if it means that they're not winning, say it's two one or two all, they might actually leave him on a bit longer. But that yeah. that severe game next week is is a tough game in the Champions League. Yeah, which is but what that... happened against um, Newcastle. He stayed on the whole time there when it was yeah. a tight game, and when they went and played their random friendly in Barcelona like in between game week three and four yeah I think or maybe in between four and five I can't remember now but a couple of weeks ago um yeah Alvarez played 78 minutes in that and Harlan got 12 something like that maybe Harlan got 18 minutes but either way he got a small amount of minutes so he had a rest there compared to the rest of the team I know it's just a friendly yeah. but he didn't play many minutes when he went on that trip to Barcelona what do you think of the would... KDB resting so, so, sorry Adam it do, does does that kind of intimate to you that he will be resting his key stars regardless or no I don't, I don't think so I think okay. he I mean De Bruyne is in his 30s he's got um good he's got Gundogan and Bernardo there I, I, I think if he can give him a rest he he's, he's more likely to do so you've got as, as Wes said earlier as well Haaland doesn't I, I, I know late rise was looking for some running stats but it doesn't he's not constantly pressing in the face yeah. you know it, it it's it, so I, I think He'll probably let's face it against Villa, he's going to get you know, he'll get a rest playing against Villa, whether he's started or not. So, I, I just I, I just can't see it. And, and if they're 4 0 up, he's caught the great thing about his comments was when he said about um taking him off to protect, make sure he doesn't get injured, he isn't going to bring him on with five minutes to go just for the sake because it would be too risky. I don't see yeah, why yeah, there'd be take, no logic yeah, to that. Point, it makes sense. But, and he also gets a nice chunk of time. Like City were three 0 up at uh, midweek, weren't they, with the Haaland first half hat trick? So he'd already got his hat trick. You know, maybe take him off at half time, give him an even bigger rest. But Pep didn't do that. Pep kept him on. Uh, he brought off Foden and someone else on the fifty-fifth minute. Can't remember who that was now. And then I think he brought off Cancelo and De Bruyne. Uh, sorry, Cancelo and um, Haaland. On yeah. around the 68th. So he wasn't even, the, even though there was three up at least, maybe four up at that time, I can't remember, but Haaland still actually stayed on that little bit longer. So he's not overprotecting him and only playing him like 45 minutes or half an hour. He's obviously confident in his uh, physical attributes or whatever. So yeah, I think 
I think he plays at least 65 this week, maybe more. So I picked Alvarez in game week one way, so I don't know if you know. And yeah, uh, obviously that, yeah. sold him after a couple of game weeks. He was dropping like a stone, but I do wonder whether, yeah. you know, you, you know, we're talking about third I strikers. Really like Who knows? And and if Harlan gets injured, he's uh, he's a shoe yeah. in there, right? But um, Yeah, two two really nice goals midweek, was. played 90 minutes, seems to be getting his minutes up now. So yeah, and it's I actually was kind of uh, naive to the fact that they could play together. Just in my mind, I just yeah. never envisaged Pep yeah. playing them together because he he loves midfielders, doesn't he? And those two are. I know, obviously, Alvarez was out wide, but he's essentially a, he's more of a striker, isn't he? So to see Pep play both together was a nice surprise for me, and something that could happen going forward. He'd be a really exciting one to own, but he'd also kind of break the game even more because he's a city city striker at six point three or whatever he is. So he six point two, he dropped again. Two. <laughs> so yeah, he could be a real. Uh, unbelievable shout! Yeah, he was a bit, that could have worked out for you game week one because we we know he can score off the bench like Alvarez as well. But obviously, yeah, it didn't quite work out for you, that one. It didn't. Um, just going to take a look. Uh, Fergie is a punt. Uh, last week, game week four, I went for <laughs> Johan Visa, and he actually didn't score in game week four, but he did score in game week five. So I'm taking that. Nice. Um, he scored. He scored. He scored in the week. Um, this week, I've gone with someone I've already mentioned that I like. I'm surprised his ownership is really low. He's got a fantastic fisher this week. Like I say, stats last year in the championship were absolutely brilliant. Um, this week, I am going for Brennan Johnson. I think this is the week which he finally announces himself to the Premier League. I think he's had a tough time nice. so far. He scored. He scored another, disallowed, um, and he's played Man City where he didn't touch the ball. So I think this is the week where, where Johnson gets a goal and um, not only obviously they they have the, the Bournemouth game this week they also have Leeds, Leeds and Fulham after that so I think he I think he got a shout like I say but he is my he is my punt for this game week any any thoughts there Adam? Yeah like like him as an option I think that's I think that's one of the, your best punts so yeah good, good better stuff. than Dundonka who, who's joined Villa now <laughs> what's the odds on that? I got, I've got the thing yeah. on I Ferran Torres Adama Traore and then Donk, I pick them as my punt for the week and they get sold a couple of weeks sold. later. Unbelievable. Uh, Wes, let's have a quick look at your team for game week six. You want to talk us through it and your potential changes you're looking at? Yeah, so no transfers yet. I have been making early moves uh, in a few of the game weeks so far when I've been confident on what I wanted to do. There hasn't obviously been midweek, uh, you know, uh, cup games or anything. But yeah, this week I'm not too sure what to do. A few routes I could take is roll the transfer and play Andreas. Looking at his stats, they don't look great. He is on corners though. <clears throat> and he, you know, he's getting forward in open play. So he could get something against Spurs. Other than that, my options are, I think I mentioned earlier, doing Patterson to Nico Williams for that Bournemouth fixture. Um, and then probably have a Nico on the bench. I don't know if I like that as a, you know, it might work out well this week, but. I think that it's got to work out quite a lot because it's usually never transfer. And then next week, I'd end up probably doing a minus four, you know, getting rid of Rodrigo and then getting in um, someone like Mitrovic. So, yeah, I'm not sold on that idea. And then my third route would be the, taking out Rodrigo, who's injured. So, obviously, it makes sense to do that. Um, and like we spoke about earlier, maybe getting Trossard, maybe looking at Jack Harrison. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, a little bit up in the air, but my team reveal will be on the hub. Um at some point, probably tonight. Yeah, good stuff. If the, de if the deadline was in two minutes, what would you? What option would you go with? I'd be hanging up from you two and uh, <laughs> wow, yeah. on my team. <laughs> um, but yeah, in deadline in two minutes, or no, let's say it was half an hour. So I had a little bit of time. I, yeah, uh, 
Patterson to Nico has been the one that's been in my mind yeah, yeah. a lot. So I guess I'd do that one because I'm properly researched someone like Trossard and et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those where maybe if in doubt, save the transfer, except that Andreas might only get a two-pointer, but so might my transfer in anyway. And then I've yeah, got two yeah, yeah. next week. Because although people don't look at it like this, but I if I do do Patterson to Nico this week for that Bournemouth fixture, it kind of makes sense on paper, but that transfer will indirectly cost me four points. I'm almost certain because I'm You're likely right. to then do yeah. two transfers the following week. So it's like, is this transfer actually worth negative points maybe not a minus four but yeah it's not always the minus four that you actually do that's actually caused that it's wasting transfers in the build-up to when you do have to do two free two transfers sorry so yeah like look at that team now on paper could i roll with that save a transfer hope andreas gets an assist from a quarter or you know he, he takes free uh, shots from free kicks doesn't he again low xg low chance of them going in low xg etc etc and his stats aren't as good as i hoped actually when i looked into them because before i owned andreas i was watching games and thinking you know what, Andreas is playing high up, he's taking corners, mm. he could be an option that's pretty much like a 5.5 million midfielder, just priced at 4.5, but I'm not sure he is actually quite that. So to start him isn't ideal, but I might have enough just to carry on with what I've got there. I don't know. What would you do with that team, guys? Go to you first, Fergie. There's not much wrong with it, let's be fair, is there? I'd probably, I'd probably do a Nico move this week. Yeah, just uh, that's Nico, really boring, but I, I think that's what I would do in your... Yeah. In your spot, it keeps the it keeps the uh, bench nice and cheap. Means you know you 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 can go into next week and and attack next week yeah. with a wild card. So I think that's what I do with your position. And he's got three decent fixtures, hasn't he? And he has got that attacking threat, exactly. so he could I'd, work out really well. I think I'd save and then because because then the following week you can do Rodrigo and Archer to maybe a forward and a four point for whatever you've got left. Yeah, you could do that anyway for a hit. You could do that anyway for a hit. I think I, I could do it for a hit. I think I'm. I, I think if I, I think I'd be a little bit short. Uh, I think I'm about 0.2, 0.3 away from Mitrovic. The, the option, if I did save a transfer for a hit next week, I could maybe then get rid of Robertson to a cheaper defender. Maybe at that point, bring in Nico. I know it's obviously not bringing him in for his plum. His 15 picture, point hole it's... this week. Yeah, that I'll miss and everyone else will get and be tweeted about it. Um, but yeah, an option would be something like Nico to Robert, Robertson to Nico next week. Um, Rodrigo to a cheapish midfielder, but a semi-decent one. And then Archer with that Robbo money up to... I could actually just keep carrying Rodrigo, you know, until the wildcard. But yeah, Robertson and Archer without a minus four next week could be Mitrovic yeah. and someone like Nico, someone like, nice. I don't know, Dunk maybe. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Then that's I think that's what I would do. I I I, I know what you're saying uh, about Nico. We've bigged him up. The, rea- the reality is, Forest aren't great defensively. There's just as much chance of Bournemouth scoring and him getting a yellow card. So yeah, I would. True. I think I think saving a transfer when when you yeah I, I would save the transfer in your position. I think. Nice. Let's it have was. a look at your team, Adam. Talk us through it. What's your thinking? What is my thinking? Mm. So my thinking is a lovely that... team, by the way, lovely looking team. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think Nico needs to run out. I, hopefully, Reese James is fit. I think he's been training, hasn't yeah, he? he has so been, be fine. Yeah. I think that'll that'll come up. I think my my thought process is just leave it because if I bring in, I mean, I could do the Brighton midfielder in for uh, Rodrigo, but if I do that, I have to then have a, have a benching decision, and I'm still I'm not that excited. I, I think. 
like 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 Wes, I'd rather go to that third striker so I can make that yeah. move easier yeah. next week. Um, and the only third strike I really, really fancy this week, I think they've all got question marks against them this week in particular. So you look at uh, Isaac, play, you know, for Newcastle, still early days. Mitrovic is away at Spurs. So I'm happy to to delay it a week. So I think I'll save a transfer. And as we've mentioned, I can't not captain Haaland because I, I, I may as well just tell him to go and score five versus Villa if I do. Just for the benefit of those listening, uh, Sanchez, Trent, Rhys James, Cancelo, Dunk, Nico, uh, Salah, Luis Diaz, Martinelli, Haaland and Jesus. Template City, but uh, a, pre- a pretty... <laughs> it a is pre- Template City. But a pretty, a pretty optimal team there, Adam. It is very, very impressive. So uh, uh, very well played. Uh, onto my team, we've got Ramsey in goals, which is, oh, that's doing my net in. I, I, I'll need to look at the is presses he- later. Is he injured? Do we know? Or we don't know. I, I, this is the problem. I didn't got. think it was anything that serious. But, but he, then he, he played the ninety, flag. didn't he? So yeah, yeah he's going to see. I know he's holding. He's holding his hamstring a little bit, but I, I, I don't know if it's just uh, if Arteta said anything about it. If it's just it was just a knock, and he's probably fine. Or yeah, I'll, I'll probably. I, I I might leave him regardless, just because if I take him out, I'm using a transfer. Uh, I've got Ward on the bench, like not ideal, right? But um. Couple of points, probably. It, yeah, but um, Ramsdale's away to United anyway. Ideally, I go to. You wouldn't Sanchez, be expecting much, would you? But yeah. I've already got Dunk, so um, a back four: Dunk, Cucurella, Cancelo, and Trent. Uh, then I've got uh, Gross, Martinelli, and Salah, and then yes. Tony, Haaland, and Jesus. So, pretty good team. Um, I've got well, uh, well, well. I say that at the moment, Nico's on my bench, so, so I need to sort that out. So, but, but I don't know who to bench. And this is what kind of got me mm. on to thinking around <laughs> around the bench rules. Don't laugh. But what I could do, what I could actually do, um, I've got the exact money now to go Rodrigo to Trossard, right? Which would give me a 15 of Ramsdale, Dunk, Cucurella, Cancelo, Trent, Nico Williams, Gross, Trossard, Martinelli, Salah, Tony, Harland and Jesus and Ward. Like, not ideal, right? But I can basically bench boost for free. Um, And I'm not, I I, I don't know. I, I probably won't. It all depends what happens with the presses. But, um, I quite like the thought of getting the bench out of the way early. Yeah. Like, just because it stresses me out later in the season and I end up making moves for bench boosts, which I don't want. Yeah. The thing with the bench boost is, unlike the other chips where it doesn't affect other game weeks, the, exactly. the bench boost chip, if you're building for a double game week, which is obviously, I always try and do that. And, you know, it does normally re- yield a really good score in that game week. However, you then end up using transfers by building up a strong bench. And the, you then use up transfers or have benching headaches in the weeks afterwards. So as much as when people say triple cap, like, should I triple captain Haaland at home to Forest, even though he scored a hat-trick? No, because, you know, double game weeks will come. Whereas with, with the bench boost, there is an argument, like you said, Fergie, that getting it out the way actually helps you not waste transfers building a strong bench. Let's say you were to bench boost in game week, I don't know, 34 You've then got game week 30 to 34 building for it. You've then got game week 35 mm. to 38 carrying expensive players or carrying a, you know, so it does affect other transfers. And then actually, because you're building for that bench boost inside game week 34 with your transfers leading up to it, you're maybe neglecting your starting 11, which you could be jumping off certain players and onto other ones because you're building that bench. So getting that out of the way in a single game week is now a strategy. I'm more on board with these days than I was a couple of years ago. I, I was tempted to do it last season in game week 12 and I ended up, I think I, th- I think I based Rudiger 
um, as well as you know a, a couple of other half decent options who are all playing. And uh, Rudiger got um, a goal and a clean sheet, which is obviously here. But I benched, I benched thirty two points, and this to me kind of um, smacks a bit similarly. Like Andreas with the Spurs is not is not the best, right? But he's playing well. Fulham are playing really well. Spurs aren't looking great. I know it's obviously Ward Ward against Brighton, right? So, you know, if Brighton do kick off, which I want them to with Gross and Trossard, then thing. But I'm not that bothered. It's more for me. You know, I, I will I will score a few extra points. It could be four points. It could be 25 points, right? It's more for me. I hate later on in the season, personally, having to plot and plan my way through nine, ten game weeks, like wading through mud, um, just trying to get my optimal... Uh, bench boost, which which for me over the last kind of six or seven years, um, I think I think I've had maybe two where I would say, oh, I've really banged. Other than that, it's always been really underwhelming for me. I know a lot of people last season had really good bench boosts. I'm not for a minute um, saying that, but I don't spend enough time planning and plotting to be able to really optimize it, and I don't enjoy it. So mm. I'll wait. I'll wait for all the presses. Um, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know if I will or not. It was just because I, I was messing with my team just before we were coming on air and thinking, "Who am I going to bench? Who am I going to bench?" Um, so I don't know yet. But um, Adam, what's your I, thought I've... on bench boosting game week uh, six? Yeah, go for it. You should go for it. I think. I think. I hundred percent think you should go for it. I mean, I probably wouldn't even change Rodrigo and just hope he turns up. <laughs> it's just like I. I. Um, I think if Ramsdale's fit. Yeah, I, I I understand your logic and understand the reasons. And the, the reality is, if it pans out later on in the season, there's opportunities to wild card and you know get the a, a bench boost very close to your wild card. I think sometimes it can be advantageous because then it can also help with your planning for blank game weeks, having a full fifteen yeah, fifteen yeah. squad. But mm. I do, do you know what? I, I, you've you've said this a few times, and I, I'm I'm a big advocate of people playing their own way. Just want to enjoy style. the game. Just want to enjoy it, the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, personally, I wouldn't be massively excited for it because yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be expecting much from Andreas, and you know, we know Forrester conceding for fun, and Ward is brilliant at picking the ball out his net. So if he, I wouldn't if, if he stays yeah, yeah. in after his uh, if he stays in howler. I think when you looked at it last season, you were in a bit of a different position because you had the likes of, I, I remember it was like um, Cancelo or Rudiger, mm. like you said, it, it was a little bit stronger, yeah, I think. But, yeah. but I, I, I'm definitely not against bench boosting in a, a single game week. I know, I know there was a few managers that did really well out of doing that last year. So, yeah, definitely. I'm not, I, th- I really like two of the four. I think they've got plum home fixtures in, uh, it would either be Nico and Dunk and and Trossard, which I think are really really good fixtures this week. And it, but but then I'm wondering, am I only doing it because I'm scared of having bench points, which is not really mm. the best reason. So I'll I'll, I'll give it some thought. But um, anyway, that that is my tea at the moment. The, the the other the other factor as well is Harland could quite feasibly get zero minutes, so having a good first sub isn't a bad thing this week. Yeah, and Ward and Ward may not even play because um, yeah, he's been he's been around this, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Football Content Awards are back. Uh, if you would like to nominate the Green Arrow uh, for content creation in the fantasy football category, please go to the link in the description below and nominate the Green Arrow FPL podcast. Any nominations are gratefully 
received. While you're there, if you enjoy our team reveals and articles, you can also nominate Fantasy Football Hub for Best Editorial in Fantasy Football. Uh, if you do do that, thank you very much in advance. It would be much, much appreciated. Competition time uh, for who will be the top point scorer. Uh, game week four winner, um, Bobby Firmino scored 22 points. And we had a winner, uh, Tunji Wilson-Taylor in the chat, correctly predicted Firmino. What a pick that is. So very, very well wow. done there, Tunji. Uh, well done, yeah. yeah. Uh, send me a DM and uh, we will get a mug posted out to you. So very well done. For this week's competition and a chance to win one of our fantastic Fancy Football Hub mugs, Please like this video. Only 10% of the people watching actually liked it. Please press like. Make sure you are subscribed. You have to be subscribed uh, to um, enter. And then comment on who you think will be the top point scorer in game week six. Um, Adam, can I come to you first? Who do you think is going to be the top point scorer in game week six? Are there any restrictions on who I can go Uh, for? Either Haaland or Salah or Kane. Okay. Okay. So a few restrictions then. Um, I don't want to go against Villa. I, I'm. Do you know what I'm going to back? Go I think. Go for it. I, I think we might see Sonny get back Oof. on the score sheet. Good pick. So I'm going to go with Son. Good pick. Uh, Wes, who do you think would be the top point scorer in game week six? I'll go for Gundawang. Uh, obviously, okay. looking, he's, he's getting into the box a lot, isn't he? He gets some chances away. I think he set up um, Mara's in the week just gone, didn't he? But uh, Mara's missed a, quite an easy chance midweek. So, yeah, I'll go, go Gundawang. It'll, it'll be someone random, though, won't it? That always no is. Even thought always of. Is. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go for Sterling. I don't think Aubameyang will, will probably play this weekend, so I think Sterling home to West Ham is uh, a pretty good shout. So I will go for. Yeah. Raheem Sterling. Um. And that is it for us for this week. Uh, thank you so much. Apologies for the audio issues at the start. Um, it all worked out well. Uh, thank you so much for those who stuck with us, for those um, who join us every week, for those going to watch it back and those listening on the podcast versions. Your support is very, very much appreciated. Uh, just a reminder, our new My Team feature is now live on fantasyfootballhub.co.uk forward slash my team. Uh, to pick yourself, plan and optimize your FPL team. There is also 30% off membership still. It won't be around for long. So if you haven't joined already, make sure you join. You won't regret it. Adam, thank you so much as usual for joining me. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter. My Twitter handle is hop to st- at hop to stats. At hop to stats. That sounds much better. Cool. Much better than you. Does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Wes, thank you so much uh, for joining us this week. As usual, absolutely superb. Great advice, great insight. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm at, at FPL Heisenberg on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. And also uh, should be on on Wednesday coming up on back on Hub's YouTube with John um, doing another stream there. So yeah, that's going to be a new... We're, we're coming back basically. So yeah, we're check coming out. back. The Subscribe boys are to back Hub. in town. Subscribe to Hub. You'll see us hopefully on hopefully Wednesday midday-ish for our first one of the season. And you can also check out Wes from time to time on uh, Sky Sports New, Wes, which uh, New News, which is, uh, News, which is really yeah. good. Yeah, Not Sky Sports New. Um, <laughs> so this podcast and video will be in the Fantasy Football Hub YouTube channel with the podcast versions available on all major podcast platforms. If you like what you watched, please press the like button. Remember to subscribe to the channel in the bottom right corner of the screen. If you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast and leave a comment. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, what are you doing? We have we have the absolute FPL superstars on. We have Wes, we have Abdul, we have Bakar, we have Holly, we have we have everyone on. We have John. Uh, get on it. Um, we'll be back uh, at the usual time. So back to normal next week uh, at um, 
Adam's back from holiday. Rich will be back from holiday as well. So back at 5.30 p.m. next Thursday, a preview in Game Week 7. Have a great Game Week 6, and may all your arrows be green. Goodbye for now.